Hi, I'm Betsy Beers, and this is Shondaland Revealed, the official podcast for all the Shondaland shows that we have on the air now and later, especially now, because those are the shows that really we're going to talk about, because currently Grey's Anatomy and How to Get Away with Murder are on Thursday nights on ABC, and I love nothing more than talking about both those shows. And today I get to talk to somebody amazing who has never been on this podcast before, who very kindly on his day off in the middle of remodeling a whole bunch of stuff in his home, got his ass out of the house, got over here, and is sitting here very kindly to talk to me about one of my favorite characters on television, Nate Leahy, on one of my favorite television shows, How to Get Away with Murder. And I can say that, you guys, because I don't write the show. I just work on the show, and I'm a fan of the show. So with much love and enthusiasm, please welcome Billy Brown. Yeah, what's going on, what's going on? Yay, Billy Brown, who's looking, I'm going to tell you what Billy's wearing, because that's what we always do on the podcast every week. Let's see if you can get the jeans right. We're going (laughs) to, you can, you can coach me on that. Okay, all right. Um, So far, I would have just said, he's wearing some jeans. 501 uh, Vintage, I think the 1951 cut. He's got the 1951 cut on. American Made. I'm currently. T-shirt American Made. T-shirt American Made. Yep. Um, who makes your jaunty cap? He's got a nice little this sort is, of portfolio. Uh, I think these guys are out of uh, Ecuador, uh, Begali. Okay, so you've, yeah. you've actually... The original Panama. He's got a Panama hat, which yeah. is sort of a nice gray-brown weave. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just worn in. But it's uh, great. These guys make great uh, pork pies. And, oh, it's a cute hat. Yeah, nice. He's looking, as always, very, very good. He's wearing... Your, your T-shirt's blue, and your sneakers... Your kicks are yeah. very classic as well. They're yeah. white. Yeah. Yeah, Var- Varvados, uh, no lace uh, slip-ons. They're Varvados, no lace slip-ons, you guys. So you're Nate Leahy, which mm-hmm. means you actually are one of the characters on television that I like to believe says the most with the fewest words. Yeah, like you actually that. communicate a ton uh-huh. with looks, and because you, you, every time you speak, it means something, but yeah. you don't waste your words as a character, I would say, wouldn't you? Yeah, the writers are uh, great with uh, allowing the behavior to lead and the dialogue. Totally. To be uh, trimmed and efficient and to the point. I don't think Nate wastes words at all because I think Nate just gets the point on stuff. And especially the episode that everybody just watched, there's a lot of sort of intense Nate Annalise stuff, which is you make smoothies for her, you try to take care of her at home. But I'm just going to tell you, Billy, it doesn't seem like it's, I don't think it's taken. I don't think she's Um, taking. She's tough. She's complicated. She's got a lot going on. I understand that. I've been through a fair amount at her hand, to put it lightly. I think actually uh, a whole season yeah, right. worth of some, to be actually right. super clear. So I'm really trying to get, uh, you know, to find the right angle. I get around the, the front door and maybe a side window, if I can use that metaphor. You can. That's a good again. one. We talked about um, remodeling earlier. I yeah. think it's fine. Yeah. The chimney, Santa Claus has dibs on that. Some way to get into <laughs> the, you know, the, the inner... Uh, realness of, of Annalise. So yeah. it's through the smoothie. It's Cooking through, dinner. Yeah, all those kind of things. Just trying to get some normalcy where we have had zero. You've had, and it's been a roller coaster. And in a weird way, you figure like Nate's background to me was a very sort of normal domestic life with his wife who very sadly died of cancer. Yeah. But you did have a domestic routine. And it's almost like I really appreciate the attempts to try to normalize Annalise's life in any way, shape, or form possible because it's kind of like, I think, you feel like if you could have normal routines, you might not go quite so far yeah, and off then, kilter. And then when I was, uh, you know, when I was a detective back in the glory days before my uh, badge was uh, <laughs> unceremoniously stripped. Yeah, and now... now I know how that happened. 
Um, yeah, let's, I, let's go back in time, you guys, <laughs> and remember that once again, Nate took the fall for something Annalise did, and yet still cares about her. Right. So at the time when Nia and I were together, I was, I don't want to say the wild card, but I was the unpredictable element in our equation. And she had to put up with, with my either mood or my inability to share what was going on because I'm on a case. Yeah. So I can relate to, in some capacity, what Annalise is, uh, is experiencing, even if it is through her own inability to say, okay, enough's enough. Here's the honest truth. Here's what happened. We're going to move away from this and we're going to resolve it. So I also just think Nate has just, Nate wants to fix things. Yeah. Like Nate's entire instinct. I mean, even in this episode where you help her out by giving a name from somebody from prison in order to help her on her case, you just want to fix the problems. Like when you see somebody in pain, like Nate to me sees somebody in pain and Nate immediately has to do something, which is yeah. probably what made him a really good cop and detective and now a good cop. All, yeah, all of those things. I mean, you know, protect and serve. Yeah. Coast to coast, that's what, as I play one and in real life, that's what our you know beloved police officers do. Yeah. So they got to have that capacity first and foremost. Exactly, and and maybe not all the things that Nate does all the time <laughs> for Annalise, but you know people do things for love. You guys, I've made some really crazy choices myself back in the salad days when I was making crazy choices, and what? my husband like yeah. I know exactly. Is it salad days. Yeah, salad days. Have you ever heard that expression? No. Oh, salad days. I don't know what it means. It just means back at another point where. You ate salad? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> but I always refer to it as the days where I was carefree, where I wasn't like yeah. tied down. I, not that I'm tied down technically, you guys, now, just so we're super clear. Here we go. I'm married <laughs> by my own free will. I'm getting salad days in daily. I get to the point where Viola at a table read gives me so much grief. Sitting, we sit across from each other. Yes, we do. And uh, I guess it just helps out so that where the scenes flow, the actors can be in some proximity. They're not yes. across the... That's my guess. No one's told me this. We place people yeah. strategically so that you guys can interact in a particular yeah. way. Yeah, and uh, I'll roll in, you know, at lunch, we have a table reads. I'll roll in with my plate. Uh, formerly, it would be two plates. And another show, uh, Kevin Bacon and uh, one of the other actors would call me uh, John Lafayette, two plates, because I'd roll in with a big salad and another plate of protein. If we could imagine ourselves as, as New York fourth-level gangsters, I'd be two plates. <laughs> so Here comes um, two plates, you yeah. guys. So I, you know, I roll into our, our How to Go With Murder table reads, and I've got, uh, you know, they got the big, uh, the big salad with no dressing. And Viola can't wrap her mind around why I have a pound and a half of spinach and kale on my plate dry. I do partake of the dressing. But as Akua can attest to, who's known me for a long time, every day for lunch, it's a big-ass pile of lettuce. It's great. With protein on it. Yeah. Some other strange items, hopefully, that sprinkle yeah, yeah, through, like yeah. some, some other sort of vegetables. And I'm happy as a clam at high tide, another expression, which is really out of date. Clam at high tide. Yeah, because no, they smile. Feasting. Because they smile. High tide, yeah. Because they open a little. Right. So, you guys, this is like a trip down geriatric <laughs> memory lane, because all of these expressions come from, like, my grandmother <laughs> i get the big box of the triple washed baby kale but i'll put nothing on it i'll just crack the box open it's already washed and just dig in i'm driving home from the market i'm shoving mouthfuls of green in my mouth i say baby gas and i got a mouthful i got a, like a big wad of uh like your papa exactly and uh oh my god are you the guy from the thing and the thing <laughs> and so I, i'm all i can't really smile but uh i'll lean in anyway they, you know, they want the smile, they want the flow. Yeah. I've got kale all in my choppers and my chiclets. <laughs> so, little drawback, but the point is, get it in every, every single day. 
I don't know how you do the kale without any kind of massaging with oil because it's so it's that. Oh, the massaging with oil is there. It's just not part of the kale experience. <laughs> you guys, I do not get cheated on the massaging another, with another oil. Another another world oil. into Billy Brown. We saw it on television. There was a little <laughs> massage, but see, awesome, good. Now, since this is your first time in the podcast, yeah. tell us about. I remember your audition for How to Get Away with Murder. Do oh, yes. you remember? What do you remember about that process? I had gotten a call from, uh, well, you know, the manager and, and rep. Yeah. From uh, Linda Lowy's office, who cast for all of uh, Betsy and Shonda's shows. And it was, you know, pilot season, hectic. hectic. A lot of stuff uh, getting put out there. And typically, you don't find the jewels in the gyms uh, that easy. You know, a script like this. Uh, and then the creators behind it, executive producing team behind it. I had some other things that were, you know, in the mix. I remember. And they, uh, you know, they were, they were, Linda called a couple times. So my guys say, you know, give it a shot. I said, I read it. I said, cool. Uh, said, let's set something up. I said, all right, we'll, we'll set up, see what happens. And then they called back and said, we're not certain, but we have good information or intel that Viola Davis is uh, circling or may be locking something down. I said, oh, interesting. Went in there and it was, the room was empty, just Linda. And I, what's her, uh, is it, is it? Is it Paul? I can't remember who was okay. in there. It might have been John. Yeah, John. So uh, I go in there, and, and Lynn and I, uh, you know, we talk about many other things, some recent work I've been doing in New York and here, and, and uh, we get busy with the material, and she gives a little direction, a few notes. We do it again, and we talk some more and have some laughs and some more laughs, more backslapping, and I get out of there, get back in my ride, go home, and then uh, got the good news, Yep. And which was great, and... How to Get Away with Murder, at that point, we were shooting the pilot in Philly. That's correct. I think all of you were probably there. Yep. So everybody who needed to be was on the ground, already working in Philly. I think myself, maybe, I don't know if the cast or any of the crew was still getting assembled, but I was the last one to arrive. And, and after that, it was rock and roll. I remember yeah. the first time I met you was Table Read. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. you came and we'd, we'd actually never met you before. No. I had a crazy beard going. You had a, you had a nutbag beard. It <laughs> right. was pretty awesome. Yeah. So, so you guys, the two roles we were having just a hell of a time casting were Nate and Sam. So we could not find a Nate. We could not find a Nate. We could not find a Nate. We kept having these guys, these actors, some of whom were lovely actors, but a lot of these guys had sort of played characters that they thought were like this character before. Yeah. So you'd see them and you'd think, oh, I, I feel like I've seen him do this before. Right. We were so, I remember looking at your tape, and I was with Pete, and both of us looking at each other and going, oh my holy God, thank you. Oh, like, nice it was the biggest relief ever, because you came in, and you had, like, all this presence, and you were, you were, like, incredibly pointed in terms of the way you did things. And it was, like, very kind of sharp and to the point, and kind of man a few wordsy. I mean, there was a fair amount for you to say in the audition, yeah, but yeah. you were... You were like super chill and super in charge. And we were like, yeah, he could take Viola on. Like he could take <laughs> Annalise Keating. He could, you could put him with Annalise Keating and the two of them could have a thing. Like yeah. they could have a moment. And we were, we were so excited to cast you. And then Sam, which a lot of you guys probably know the story, but Sam, we, we, got you, we, we thought we had you, but you also, there was something else circling you that was more of like an action movie, I think. I think you were supposed to do a big action part in like a... Swords and Sandals type thing, as I remember. I can't remember what it was. Um, I'll go with that. And Swords and Sandals, also a very old expression, which <laughs> date back to the Paleolithic era, which describes those movies in which dudes don't wear very many clothes, which clearly Billy was, they were 
They really wanted right Billy at for home here and had to get away, right? Exactly, a television show where you rarely wear a shirt. Actually, see, exactly. Um, but Sam, we were having a hell of a time too. So our two guys, and <laughs> Linda Lowy, and Shonda and Pete and I finally all, and I think it was Shonda and and Linda called and said, "What if we just steal poor Tom Verica from his directing job on Scandal?" So that's how he ended up doing. Which I had no idea. You know, we had a table read season one, and, and Tom would typically sit next to me because I'm across from Viola and so forth. As we explained, it works out that way for the, uh, for, the, for the dialogue and the proximity of the actors. And he would bounce. I mean, we're 20 minutes on table read. Now, first season, keep in mind, Shonda's there. Betsy's there. All the big heads are there. And I, I'm thinking to myself, we're going to show up eight minutes late. Well, this guy is the biggest pimp I've ever seen. How's he getting, <laughs> pulling this off? And uh, it wasn't until, uh, I don't know, the end of the season that Jack Fowley, who plays Connor, he says, uh, no, dude, he's one of the uh, directors and producers on Scandal. That's why he's able to bounce back and forth. They pulled him from an existing gig to come over here and help out. I had no idea. But now it made why sense. Why is it if I walk in late, everybody looks at me like I've got <laughs> right, carrots right, going right. on my ears. Everybody else is nervous, sitting around. Sean is there, Betsy's there, they're all focused. And he rolls in comfortable, easy. Rolls out when he needs. So funny, man. I had no idea. Um, hey, Judy, you're willing to answer some fan questions? Because we got some fan questions. Love that. Okay, guy. so how to get away with murder fans and how to get away with murder addicts want to know, will we find more out about Nate this season? Oh, yeah. Right? This question, like uh, many, can fall under a philosophical musing of sorts because you're always finding out things about Nate. Anytime you sit down with someone, you're finding out something about them, whether or not it's billboarded and you're getting clubbed over the head <laughs> is one thing. Or if it's subtle and you got to be really yeah, yeah. paying attention and listening and, and taking it in, you're always finding out something. Yeah. So every episode you're finding something out about Nate. Now, it may not be wholly satisfying in a sense that, oh, this is a big reveal, but there's always more layers getting pulled up. So 100% you're going to find out more, and you will continue and always. And that's the interesting thing about these shows and what Pete does on this show and Shonda does on her shows and Alan does on The Catch. The, one of the best things about it is everyone's story gets rolled out at a different pace. Yeah. So you learn about different people. It's like we know, you know some things about each person. We know a little more about... Annalise, we know more about Sam now, or we know more about Wes, we know more, we've gotten to know more about Bonnie. So they're always, it's always really interesting because as one character sort of gets revealed in one way, another one starts to get rolled yeah. out. And I think this season, we're learning more and more and more about Nate, mm -hmm. like in little tiny increments. And there's so much more to know, which is what's yeah. super cool about it, I think. Yes. Um, Nax at um, Zalhees wants to know, what attracts Nate to Annalise in the first place, do you think? You know what? I think it's the, uh, it's the human frailty. Nate has, a, I don't want to say a soft spot, but there's something there that is ultimately overriding his maybe better judgment. Yeah. He can see through the shell, through the armor, through the exterior, and he knows what's in there. So he knows it's not pure evil, bad through and through. Mm -hmm. And she knows it's not. So yeah. Nate really is, uh, he has you know, maybe a fault that that's something he wants to ultimately try and uh, access and let her access it to yeah. realize that it does exist. And ultimately, you know, he's, he's paid for it uh, more than uh, others might have chosen, but yeah. heavy price, man, yeah, heavy price, man. keeps popping back. Yeah. Okay. So Gabrielle Marie at Gabs Gabs, who's a great fan and we love Gabs Gabs. 
Um, if you could act on another Shondaland show for an arc, what would it be? I'd probably say Scandal. And I would have to be a military operative CIA guy who's come back to the States and who finds uh, his way into the inner sanctum of, uh, of all that beats on Scandal, you know. Who knew that Billy also is a writer? See, that's a great idea. Yes. Um, I I'm think here, that's a, I'm here, ladies. That's a good, <laughs> <laughs> Mary, Mariana at Meridare Gladiator wants to know, what's your favorite? Mariana! Um, what's your favorite thing about being on set besides the kale? <laughs> there isn't one thing, really. Not with us, because the cast is, from day one in Philly, the cast is great, you know. Our executive producers are super cool. The writers uh, flow. So all of that, you know, it's the, I guess, the assemblage of, of all those human bodies coming together for one purpose. I continue to say it. It's repetitive, but work on Viola is, is re really special as an actor. To be in this situation, growing up in Inglewood in L.A., and working with the lady who has two Tonys, uh, two Academy Award nods. She won the Emmy last season, showed up to work on that Monday. And Viola, instead of, you know, taking the afternoon off. Yep. Because it was some heavy stuff she and I had to do. I remember that. Had she said, hey, you know what, I got it in my back pocket. I'll see you Tuesday. But she doesn't do that. And they, it permeates through the entire production. Um, that answers Steph, that Tef Domingo's question, which is great. And I remember that. Two for that one. Knocked it out. See, baby, I remember um, actually because we did the cake on stage, I think, yeah, when yeah. we wrapped. Uh -huh. And that poor, <laughs> that poor woman, that was one of those things where everybody goes, Let's do something nice for Viola. And I think the nicest thing we probably could have done for Viola was let her go home because <laughs> she was exhausted, poor thing. Yeah, I think right. she appreciated the love, but she also was kind of tired. Yeah. On another topic, Gabs Gabs also wants to know, what, what shows do you watch right now? What shows are you into right now? You know, um, I don't have time to really sit down. I watch Charlie Rose a lot, you know, as far as scripted fare. The last thing I really got into was Luther. Yeah, much props to Idris Elba and, uh, and the writers over there. That was engaging stuff. But yeah, I mean, I love my Charlie Rose, BBC America, what can I tell you? And finally, Chevy, Chevy Truck Driver at Deep Ocean Blue. What did you say? Chevy a Chevy Driver. Chevy Truck Driver. When yes. you hear the question, <laughs> yeah. you might think, well, how much do you bench? Because benching is, uh, I won't say it's, it's hackneyed and pedestrian, but... <laughs> Guess what, you guys? You know, he said it's hackneyed and pedestrian. I Well, let's just put it this way. Everybody benches. They bench and they curl. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to ask you something. How much do you squat and deadlift? Me personally? No. Oh. Chevy truck so I was going to say, I squat and deadlift, but I don't lift a tail toe. great. So squats, yes. Squats are great. Squats and deadlifts. Bench is great. I'm all for it. But, uh, you know, I got long legs, and I've always looked at the, the deficits as an area that I got to attack. And the hardest thing to do when you go into the gym is put a bar on your, uh, on your traps, cold steel, at 9 in the morning, and then, you know, 315 pounds are... 380, and then squat ass to grass. So psychologically, you go on in the weight room, and you're like, okay, this one I'm up against. It takes your whole body from feet to earlobes. Bench feels good, looks good, pump the pecs, get the tries going, delts feel right, get the mare ready for the beach. All you need is that baby oil, baby. But for the squats, the squat rack, the deadlifts, that's where it's at. I got to say, so many men I know, they focus totally on that one area of the upper body and their legs. Yep, let the legs go to just, spaghetti just, noodles. Dudes, just focus on your legs a little bit. It's like perennially going to the SAT exam or ACT with the number two pencils they're walking on. <laughs> you know? As a woman who has calves the size like a, like a chicken, 
I gotta say, no matter what I do, well, you're svelte. That's it. That's your body. Yeah, that's my body type. So there's nothing I can do. But occasionally, I walk and I go like, "Is there anything we can do? <laughs> anything I can do, so I don't have popsicle sticks with knees painted on them. It's all good." Thank you so much for this, Billy. This was so great. I really appreciate the time. Yeah, thank and you, Betsy. Thank you for coming me. in. And I want to tell you guys that next week on Grey's Anatomy, we have the guest star Ravi Patel. And you remember uh, Justin Chambers really enjoyed working with him. I'm going to tell you, he's super fun to watch. Like I'm just have been watching that episode, and he's really really fun. This episode's called Falling Slowly. Alex is in kind of a pickle. There's a lot going on with with Jackson and April, and there, there, are, there are a lot of weird dynamics going on, so do not miss the show. It's Thursday, October 13th at 8 o'clock on ABC. Um, and next time on How to Get Away with Murder, it will be guest starring Famke Johnson, and it's called Don't Tell Annalise, which I think would be the title of many episodes of How to Get Away with <laughs> yeah. Murder. Don't you like Don't Tell Annalise, I think is a general good rule, or maybe it's always Tell Annalise, I'm not really sure. Um, this is going to be an amazing episode, and do not miss this. I mean, don't, it's, a, it's on at 10 o'clock, but you guys, 10 o'clock's not that late. It's just not that late. You can eat food, or you can eat kale with nothing on it. Yeah. Take after Billy. And that's on at 10 o'clock at ABC on Thursday, October 13th. Thanks again to EW.com for posting an exclusive first listen of the podcast every other Thursday night. That's right. I said every other Thursday with just two Shondaland shows airing on Thursday nights this fall. Our podcast is now bi-weekly. I know, I'm hearing sobs out there. I know. And please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes.com backslash Shondaland, where each new podcast will be available every other Friday night. Okay, so I'm going to be back in two weeks with a new Shondaland Revealed podcast all about Grey's Anatomy. Until then, this is Betsy Beers signing off, saying stay safe, be good, or don't. And I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye.